Welcome to episode number 26 of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jane, the Rawtarian, and in this episode, we're going to be talking all about freezer desserts, raw food recipes that you can make pop in your freezer and they will solidify and be delicious. So stay tuned and I will be back with you shortly. Welcome to episode number 26 of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jane the Rotarian, and I'm super excited as I always am when I'm making these podcasts. But before I dig into this topic, which is freezer desserts, which are delicious and raw vegan, um, I wanted to just send a quick shout out to Barkley on the east coast of the US of A, who was just reminding me on Facebook the other day that it's been a while since I've done a podcast. And I just wanted to thank Barkley and thank all of you for always helping to encourage me to keep going with what I'm doing as well. Because you know, I love to encourage you all to make healthy choices, make delicious raw food recipes. But I do appreciate it when you can tell me what you'd like to learn from me, what kind of recipes you want, what podcast ideas you'd like to hear about. It really helps me and inspires me to get doing what I need to be doing, such as recording this podcast. And um, I'm very excited about today's episode. And before I start it, it's so funny. This is the third time just in a few minutes that I've began this podcast recording and I'm in my home office and the sun is shining and it's wonderful. And I just was sitting on a really high stool instead of my little tiny chair that I usually use to do podcast recordings. And I was doing two recordings and I could not figure out why my breathing was crazy. I thought I had just gone out and walked my dog with my snowshoes and I thought maybe I was out of breath, but it was just something to do with the stool was really high and everything was all wonky and I sounded crazy, but I'm so glad I got my regular chair here and it, everything feels normal again. And I'm not a hypersensitive person, but I think it was just really affecting my breathing. Um, so it, it's just funny, I thought I would share that with you because I'm so happy now, I feel more like I can actually talk in my normal voice and not be holding my breath. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> I think I need to take some singing lessons or voice coach lessons to figure out more about my breathing because that was actually very illuminating. But I don't want to get too far off topic today. So freezer recipes, how I thought we would do this today was break down raw desserts that you can make in your freezer into four main categories, such as category one, fudge and chocolates, little candies that you can freeze in bite-sized morsels and have delicious chocolates and fudge in your fridge. Freezer, freezer, not fridge. So that's number one. Number two is the concept of pies or cheesecakes that you can make in your freezer. And I am extremely experienced with making those because I love those. The third one is very different. It is making ice cream in your freezer. And the fourth is kind of a random category where I just lumped in a few different recipes there like um, raw macaroons and raspberry bars and things like that. Shortbread um, cookies and things like that. So before we dig into those four different categories, though, I just wanted to remind you that when going raw, we tend to have three main pieces of equipment. We have the 
blender, which is to make very liquidy things. We have the food processor, which makes um, a little bit more solid types of mixtures. So in your blender, you'd be making maybe soups. In your food processor, you'd be maybe making pie crust, so something that's not as moist. And then thirdly, some people may have a dehydrator as well. And what I want to really draw your attention to here is I almost never make sweet recipes in my dehydrator. In order to dehydrate, it takes many hours. It takes a lot more coordination. So I do use my dehydrator a lot, but I make crackers and pizza crust and savory things in there. So I almost never use it because what I do instead is I make freezer desserts because the whole concept of dehydrating is that you can kind of make things solidify and they it takes some moisture away and things will stick together. But for me, I never need to do that with desserts because I have so many varied and delicious dehyd... No, <laughs> not what I'm trying to say. Freezer recipes. So... And they're way faster to make. You may have to wait maybe an hour or two for things to solidify, but it's way faster. And then they store very well in there because the general concept for pretty much all of these recipes, except the ice cream, is that you make it very fast, usually in your blender, for example. You pour it into a mold or a pan or whatever you're sticking it into the fr freezer in, so your container. You pop that in your freezer and you're done. They always stay in the freezer. You don't have to worry about how long they've been in there. They will stay for a very long time. That's their kind of like a Dairy Queen ice cream cake. I don't know if you've had those. I'm in Canada and I grew up with those. So they're always in the freezer and they never don't get soggy or weird. I mean, you're going to want to eat them, you know, within a few weeks. I find when something's been in the freezer for, you know... I, I get turned off if they've been in there for too long. But so freezer desserts are amazing. I almost always have one in there because it's also a very handy because when you're down in the dumps or you're, you know, you want a little sugar hit, you can just open the freezer door and take something out and things will last for a long time. And actually right now I'm almost overwhelmed because I've been doing a lot of food photography with some of my freezer desserts. So I have like way too many in there and I it's just my husband and myself so we it's almost like it's too much I need more friends to be able to share these these uh, recipes with but so that's the overall concept of the freezer dessert so now we're going to go into a little more detail about each of these categories so starting with the fudge type chocolatey kind of candy idea I thought I'd maybe just give you two examples of some different types of fudges or candies that you can make in the freezer and one would be a chocolate fudge kind of experience and the other one would be a um, white chocolate recipe and I'll explain how I make that as well. So generally with a fudge recipe uh, chocolate fudge you'd be basically having a sweetener which could be honey or maple syrup or agave nectar or a fruit whatever you're doing for sweeteners there so you'd have a sweetener you would have coconut oil generally because the coconut oil is very important actually for almost all freezer recipes in that it will help solidify the recipe once it is um 
what are we trying to say? It solidifies it once it's frozen <laughs> because the coconut oil, uh, it will um, get solid once it's cold. So that's important. And it also has a nice texture as well because not all raw food recipes do well in the freezer. I have my super famous brownie recipe it's really easy to make that a lot of you all have made and that actually doesn't freeze very well it's not meant to freeze that will freeze rock hard and you can't even really you know it's not meant to be frozen whereas the the recipes I'm talking about today are recipes that are meant to be frozen they have the right kind of ingredients to freeze really well and have the right texture so back to this fudge though so you'd have your coconut oil your sweetener and your cacao powder so in a really simplistic way you could just practically just combine those three ingredients in a little bowl and um, you know roll those up into little balls little truffles and those could be frozen and they would be little fudgy bites frequently though I'll also make a different type of chocolate fudge um, which would maybe use cashews and would be blended in the freezer sorry, blend it in the blender and kind of make it into a really nice, thick, almost chocolate icing. And when it includes coconut oil, you can freeze that and it will turn into little delicious fudge morsels. So that's the concept of a chocolatey fudge candy experience. But I also have a white chocolate recipe and I have a video of me making that as well because I had received a lot of questions about how to actually make this one. But this recipe, I have it up in front of me right now, actually, it's in your food processor, you would actually put three cups of dried coconut and a sweetener and maybe some pure vanilla extract or vanilla bean and some salt. And you would just process that up until for a really long time. And again, I have a video in real time that shows how long it takes. Um, and you just keep processing that until it gets really moist because if you heard those ingredients that I shared coconut and practically that's it and a sweetener you wouldn't think that would get very liquidy but if you do it long enough um, it will kind of turn oilier and then you can put it into the freezer and it actually behaves like a white chocolate it's kind of really crazy actually because you wouldn't think that those ingredients would combine to turn into white chocolate but then once it gets to its the right consistency again you would pour that into your candy molds or if you don't have candy molds you just take a big glass dish and pour it and uh firmly pat it down into your huge dish or even a cookie sheet and it will freeze and it will become very solid like a hard chocolate bar and then you could just cut it um, or break it into different pieces. So that is a different concept of making white chocolate, which is a little bit different. And that one actually doesn't even use coconut oil. It just uses the shredded coconut, dried shredded coconut. Oops. <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of the first topic. And to be honest, I don't make as many of those as the other types. But if you did want to try a very basic chocolate fudge. I have my one minute chocolate fudge recipe again for free at therawtarian.com and that one actually works really nicely if you just roll it into little balls and pop those in your freezer. They get a really nice texture. So that was the first category. Now the second categories, category would be pies slash cheesecakes 
And as you guys all know, this is my favorite category and I have many, many delicious raw pie recipes and cheesecakes and fudge cakes and things like that. But the definite idea here is sometimes I don't even bother with a crust. I mean, if you think about, let's just talk about pies first. So what is a pie? <laughs> let, let me tell you what a pie is. But basically, when you think about it, it's just a base crust with a filling. And so what I tend to do is I have a nutty type crust, which usually might have coconut and dates usually to sweeten it and maybe cashews or something like that as the base or walnuts make really nice crusts as well. So you'd have your crust and you'd put that into a pie pan and again you just put that in your food processor make it into um, kind of almost like a cookie batter texture kind of thing and then you just smush it down into your pan and then it becomes a layer that is called the crust. So that's usually done in the food processor but then with your filling it's usually made it depends on the recipe but if we think of say a banana cream pie recipe you might make that crust in the blender and usually the sorry not the crust the filling and usually it would include um, maybe bananas and cashews and a sweetener and some salt and some coconut oil to solidify it you will notice coconut oils in a lot of these recipes and then you would basically make a thick smoothie out of that and then pour that and lemon juice probably too and pour that as your cake oh my words are not coming to me today as your um pie filling and then you just do it like a traditional kind of pie so you're going to put your filling inside the crust and just smooth it out with the back of the spoon but instead of baking it in the oven you would just pop that in your freezer and then um you would basically be good to go you just need to freeze that probably for at least two hours but you can't over freeze so you could just pop it in there and let it be in there until you want to eat it and um Essentially, that's how that works. And then you can just slice a piece out when it's completely solidified enough. So it will be quite firm. But it doesn't really get... it Again, because these are made for the freezer, they don't become rock hard. So really, you could leave it in there for five days. And you should still be able to, with a firm knife and a strong arm, cut them into really nice slices. And then serve them, essentially frozen so maybe the optimal thing if you were trying to really impress somebody might be to have the freezer the pie in the freezer for you know overnight for example then you would slice a piece about five minutes before you'd want them to eat it so it could defrost a tiny bit but there's a certain sweet spot there where it will start to defrost and start to kind of become a crazy mess so really you do want to be eating it frozen but there's a tiny sweet spot where if it's just started to defrost a tiny bit, it's even better. But if you have to err on one side or the other, just serve it completely frozen. So that's the concept of pies. So at therawtarian.com for free pie recipes, we have lots. We do have that banana cream pie. We have a couple of different ap apple pies. I have a pumpkin pie. Um, oh my gosh. Lots of pies. They're really good. And I would say that the banana cream pie is probably one of the easiest. 
and really tasty as well. That one is very popular and really easy, even if you have a crappy blender because bananas will blend really, really easily. So that is the concept of the pie and those are awesome. And they're, um, I don't know what to say, but I love the pies. So then very similarly and kind of why I talked at the beginning of the pie section about what is a pie, because the difference between a cheesecake and a pie could be, they're kind of quite similar. But what I tend to do actually lately is I, with my cheesecakes, frequently to skip a step when I'm making them for people in my life, I often won't do the pie crust base. Usually what I will do, although I have a cheesecake with three layers, so cheesecake base, kind of crust experience, cheesecake filling, which is like a white creamy kind of mixture, and then a fruity topping, which is awesome. But when I'm in a rush, I will often with my cheesecakes just not even bother making a crust. For me, I feel like I don't really need to have it and it's just an extra step because usually the crust is made in the food processor and then the middle and the top layers are usually made in the blender and if you do it right usually with your filling and the top fruity topping you can you don't even have to clean your blender in between if you do the creamy filling first so I usually will skip that bottom step of the crust because for cheesecake because I don't really feel like it adds that much excitement to the recipe and it means I don't have to even get my food processor out of the cupboard. I can just do it in the blender completely. So I definitely have a few little cheesecake recipes for free at therotarian.com, but um, let me maybe even give you a specific example. Let me think. One that... All right, it's not called a cheesecake. I did name it the chocolate cherry fudge cake. But see, these are all very minute distinctions between names. So to me, this could also be called the chocolate cherry cheesecake, but I think the fudge cake sounds more exciting because it is chocolatey. But my point is, so this recipe, which you can get for free, just do a little search at the search bar there at the Rotarian for it, chocolate cherry fudge cake. So this one does not have a base crust because it doesn't really need to have one. So you have your filling, which is cashews, your sweetener, cacao powder to make it chocolatey, lemon juice, coconut oil again to get that nice freezer texture, a little bit of water, and some pure vanilla extract. So that would be your extremely delicious fudge base you could just use that and call it fudge and it would be awesome even if you didn't want to make a whole complicated cake experience out of it so that was really you just throw all of those things in your blender and blend them up you know for a minute or two until it gets very creamy chocolatey delicious looking with no chunks of anything and then you would just pour that into whatever you want to make. So frequently what I love to make my cheesecakes in, and you'll notice I have a lot of similar pictures using the same pan, is a spring form pan, which is the type of pan where it is kind of cinched around. It has like a big belt around it. And then you can remove the belt and then once it's frozen and then um, it will keep its shape, but you don't have to cut it out of a pan. So I have a few mini spring form pans like that and they are really so handy and they make a really nice 
presentation with very little effort and they're not too expensive either. And actually, I'm very excited because I got a new one of those mini pans that makes the shape of a quarter of a cake. It's a little triangle springform pan. It's very cute. I just got that, but I haven't really used it yet. So that is the idea. So you're going to put that in the freezer. Oh, sorry. Well, to actually make this chocolate cherry fudge cake, you would make that chocolate base. And what I usually tend to suggest is pour that into the pan and then just throw that in the freezer and then come back and make your fruity topping. And in this case, it's for the topping, it's two cups of cherries and half a cup of dates. Um, but if you don't have cherries, you could do strawberries or something else like that. And then you're just going to blend those up and um, pour that, get get that uh, base out of the freezer again. Just And we put it in there just for a few minutes just to help it solidify a little bit so that when you pour the cherry topping on top, it is... Um, not going to mix together too much and really that's it so then your cheesecake or your fudge cake is ready and then you would again much like the pie just take it out when you want to eat it and slice it and you're good to go and it should always be kept in the freezer so I definitely make a lot of those out of pretty much every recipe that I've ever made these fudge cake or cheesecake ideas certainly have the hugest wow factor they taste extremely amazing and you know people who are not vegan or your parents or your skeptical husbands or whoever um or wives skeptical wives do exist i know this but um they uh everybody loves them like nobody finds these to be weird at all they're amazing so for sure they're great for a special occasion and um also just to try to encourage people in your life to be more open-minded about what you're eating because you can give them this and say this is part of my raw food existence and they will say oh man this is delicious and then it kind of opens people's minds up a little more as well so I did talk about making that in a complicated springform pan which I know many of you won't have at home and that's okay um another thing that I like to use which you probably won't have either is silicone candy dishes or what's the word I'm looking for almost like muffin tin liners if you know what I mean like those little kind of circular muffin tin liners so those are very inexpensive you can get a few of those silicone um, molds and that works very well because you can peel the silicone mold away and reveal your cheesecake or fudge cake or whatever you've made again without having to kind of like dig it out of a pie plan pen but so if you don't have any of those things I still love you and you can just use whatever pan you have and just cut it out so you could just make it like almost like a brownie in a glass dish just use the same steps I've talked about there before and then you can just cut it out once it's frozen it just it will still look amazing it just won't have quite that fancy look but it doesn't really matter. We're all making do with what we've got here. So that is the second concept of pies and cheesecakes and fudge cakes. And they tend to usually all use cashews to make them creamy. Um, cashews and coconut oil would definitely be a common denominators in those recipes at the Rotarian anyway. So the third concept would be the concept of 
ice cream, and this is very different than the first two ideas. And let me just start by telling you how to make a very basic and yet surprisingly satisfying ice cream recipe that is raw. Take some bananas, peel them, cut them into three maybe, so just roughly make some small chunks of fresh banana, seal those in a Tupperware or a plastic bag or whatever you're putting in the freezer. So just freeze some fresh bananas. And I would say freeze them for at least six hours, ideally, you know, even just overnight or something, or they can be frozen for a very long time. So now let's say it's the next day, you're going to open up your freezer. You're going to say, oh, here's my bag of frozen bananas that were fresh and now they're just frozen. Then you're going to want to make ice cream. You're going to take your food processor. You're going to place those pieces of frozen banana into your food processor and just start to blend. And again, it's going to seem like it's quite dry at the beginning, but don't add anything unless you want to add some vanilla or something like that. And it's just going to keep processing and you may need to help it along and scrape the sides a little bit at the beginning, but it's going to just keep letting it process and it's going to basically start to look like kind of like soft serve ice cream, I would say. And then basically you're done. And at that point, when it starts to look like it's almost like soft serve ice cream, you can sometimes add other things to make it kind of like a chunky ice cream with chunks in it. So for example, I could add maybe some cacao powder and some almonds and just let that mix very briefly and the almonds will get kind of chopped up but it's nice to leave them a little chunky so that you know like rocky road ice cream or something it has little chunks in it so that's really the idea of making raw ice cream in the freezer but now the thing i will mention is once you've made this delicious sort of rocky road ice cream experience it you need to eat that right away. If you make this sort of rocky road ice cream experience and then you take that and you're like, oh, now I've made ice cream and then you want to put that back in the freezer, it's not going to work very well. All it's going to do is solidify into a hard mass. Like it's not going to be ice creamy. So really what you want to do is just make enough of that soft serve type ice cream that you're going to eat right then. Eat it and enjoy it. And then that's pretty much it. So the point I'm trying to get across in a different way is that you really just, it's like instant ice cream and then you can't just freeze it again because it will be rock hard. So that is kind of like the reason why people get ice cream makers, I suppose, which I don't have one, which actually inserts air into it, which makes it softer and kind of fluffy. Once you make it in your food processor like this, you really do want to eat it right away because you can't refreeze it. Or when you do, it will just become a solid mass that is like a big ice cube. (laughs) So that is the concept of ice cream. And I know it sounds really like it wouldn't be very tasty. Oh, it's just bananas. But A, just the banana one is extremely delicious and surprising and a very lovely ice creamy texture. But also you can add other uh, fruit as well. 
but generally you do want to use some bananas, some frozen bananas, be and all your fruit that you use should be frozen. But really you do want to use at least maybe 50% bananas because the bananas provide that lovely sweetness and also the creaminess factor, which we all love about ice cream. So the last category would be the random kind of category, just some examples of other freezer recipes that I make frequently that um, don't easily fit into the other categories. So recently, some of the more popular recipes on my website have been the raw raspberry bars. They're just really nice kind of white bars with a layer of raspberry topping and then some sprinkling of the white topping on the top. And they really do kind of look like those traditional raspberry bars that you may have had in the past when you were doing the standard American diet. Um, definitely another popular recipe, especially because no equip equipment is required for this one, is called the, I think on the website, it's called the raw chocolate haystacks but really they're kind of like macaroons and really all you're going to be doing there is taking a big bowl putting in some coconut some cocoa or cacao some sweetener and some coconut oil and just mixing that with a spoon so no equipment is required and then you can just put those into like kind of like little drop cookies so like take a cookie sheet and put these little mounds of these chocolate coconut things and then you can freeze those and those are very uh, delicious. And I have a non-chocolatey version of that as well called the vanilla drop cookies, I think. And what else? Oh, uh, something that I think is so delicious and it's doesn't taste so much like a dessert. It's more like a granola bar, but it's also frozen. Oh my gosh, what is it called? I think it's called, I'm looking right now. These sesame seed bars, maybe? Yes. So they are very good. And basically what you're doing, I think that's no, no equipment required as well, is you're just getting a big bowl, combining a whole bunch of stuff like raisins. You're making granola bars, essentially. But really what makes that recipe delicious is the use of tahini in it. It gives it a really creamy flavor and... Um, it, they, those are really good. So what you'd be doing is just kind of making a granola bar type mixture, smushing that down into a big pan or a dish and then freezing them. And again, just keep them frozen. And then you can cut bars out of them. And those are really good. And I've noticed lately that a lot of people have been telling me that they make those a lot and they're just kind of use like granola bars. Although you can't really, again, they need to be frozen. So you can't really just like put that in your child's lunch and let them eat it at 3 p.m. because it will kind of separate the, a lot. All these freezer recipes tend to need the ice cream, I guess, but they need to be kept frozen and then eaten when frozen. So just bear that in mind with that one. But that's really the general concept of raw freezer desserts. And um, definitely there's something that I make all the time and I always have something in the freezer for me. And I think generally, too, one of the best investments you can make, I would say, if, if you are on a tight budget, is just get a few little silicone or silicone, I don't know how to say that properly, um, molds. And you can get those definitely online very inexpensively. Uh, maybe I'll put up a link to some of my favorite molds. 
and they I think the main reason I'm suggesting that you do that and you don't you don't have to but to make these little candies or little pies and cheesecake kind of things it's very easy to put them into these little mini bite size molds and then you can just leave them in the molds like right now if you open my freezer you'd see all these little molds sitting there with goodies in them and then when you want to eat one you just take it out of the freezer and pop it out of the individual mold so you don't have to cut or worry about anything like that and they're super handy and then they actually look quite cute as well um they look more sort of polished than it would if you were having them in a big dish or something but yeah so that is the raw freezer desserts definitely my most favorite type of dessert to make when i'm making a dessert i would say 80 percent of the time its destination is the freezer and that definitely is compared to dehydrating things or putting them in the fridge often i find what happens with recipes that go in the fridge is you just have to eat them a lot quicker or they might get soggy i find that there's very uh, now this is talking about cakes and bars and things we all know that i love pudding and that goes in the fridge and those are awesome and they keep quite well as well but in terms of making cakes and pies i often feel that they get kind of soggy and then they're sitting in there and after the first day they really lose their kind of appeal for me anyway few exceptions to that definitely i have a fridge recipe called I think it's, I have two carrot cake recipes. One is dehydrated and one is in the fridge. And I actually prefer the fridge one. It's just called something like, just do a search for carrot cake and choose the one that gets refrigerated. That one actually doesn't get too soggy and it does almost get better with time once it's in the fridge a little bit. But that's kind of more like an anomaly. That's an exception to the rule. So generally, I think raw recipes that go in the freezer are ideal because they will solidify quite quickly and they will be able to stay really appealing and appetizing and also oh my gosh the last benefit i have to share with you is that you can make them in advance for you know your next day party or going to a friend's and bringing dessert whatever because again they really stay perfect whereas if you're going to make a lot of the other recipes you kind of can't make them as easily in advance because they might get soggy or look weird or get kind of gross so I think it's ideal I just had a couple of girlfriends we got together and I was going to bring the dessert and what I did was um, make basically a little cheesecake it was super easy I think it was an orange cheesecake because one of our friends one of the three of us had a, a different type of uh she had a lot of things she couldn't eat so I modified a recipe for that and I was able to make it the day before then I just brought it in a cooler and as as soon as I arrived we just popped that in the freezer and it was a big hit and um it was great so they really have a really nice appeal to share and to be prepared in advance so that's I think pretty much all I wanted to say about raw freezer desserts so I hope you've really found this useful today I um think that definitely if you're going to just if you feel overwhelmed because I've talked about a lot of different recipes if you're going to start with one I would say maybe just take that what are they called the chocolate cherry fudge cake if you've never made a raw frozen dessert take the chocolate cherry fudge cake recipe available for free at therawtaron.com and just make the chocolate fudge base 
it kind of does need, it has a fruity topping. It kind of needs a fruity topping to balance the uber crazy chocolateness of the base. But I think that would be something that's actually not overwhelming to do. And if you do want to do a topping and it does call for cherries, I would say just use uh, strawberries instead because it might be cheaper and easier for you to find strawberries than cherries. So I would say start with that. And thank you so much for being here with me. And again, as I mentioned in the beginning, thank you, Barkley, for encouraging me to make another podcast. And thank you all of you for being so amazing and inspiring me to do what I do. Because without you, this would not be very fun at all. Because I really do get motivation from your emails and notes and comments on social media and stuff like that. So I really am so appreciative of you. And I guess that's about it. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you again. You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple, satisfying, raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. And once you've signed up for that, you'll automatically get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, most delicious recipes, including raw vegan Alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.